In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We are at the very end of October, and that means we are at the end of our fall series, the series that God is doing a new thing. And we have walked through over these last few months the idea that God is doing new things every day through each one of us, through this community, and for our city. And we've talked about all the different ways that we can recognize what God is doing and how we can respond to God's call to do new things in our own life. There's been a lot of engagement this fall, and it feels really good, especially engagement not only in worship, but in our classes on Sundays and throughout the week, and also engagement in our daily meditations, those meditations that the clergy have been offering every week over these last couple months. Now, I receive multiple comments every week from active members who really find these meditations a gift to them, that every day they get to start their day with some kind of really solid thought, a way to understand scripture, a way to process the world, a way to kind of enter into what God is doing between the Sundays. But I also hear the occasional comment from people who have just stumbled, like accidentally, on these meditations, sometimes through just a Google search, and then they email me from somewhere in the world saying these have been such a gift. And what an amazing opportunity for us to help people to find God every single day, not just occasionally, but to actually begin to root and define our lives in what God is doing. Those regular reminders to seek after God is good for us, helps us to change ourselves, help us to enter into the kind of discipleship life that I think all of us kind of deep down really want. Now, today's gospel lesson is all about seeking after God. Now, today's story is one that I bet many of us learned when we were children or we have taught a child because Zacchaeus is one of those funny little people and it's a funny little story. And if we leave it as just a little kid story about a small man who runs around and climbs up a tree, you know, that's not the worst that could happen. But there's a lot more to this story than a small person who runs up a tree. And in fact, as we look at this gospel lesson a bit more critically, it is almost entirely likely that Zacchaeus wasn't really a small person. He just had sort of a small stature in the minds of the storytellers. And perhaps because he was somewhat outcast as a tax collector, he was shunned. He was kind of barricaded from seeing Jesus. We know he could not see Jesus on the road like he wanted to, so he had to run ahead and climb a tree, but it's probably because the people didn't like people like him. Now, if we consider what being a tax collector was like in this old world, we know that tax collectors are kind of comfortable. They've sort of got it made. They have gotten a job that pays them really well, keeps them very secure, allows them a lot of political and capital, especially with the Romans. But the people did not like them much. And so they would not have wanted the tax collectors around them and would have pushed them up places like up into trees. Now, we might have a little pity on little Zacchaeus, who had run up a tree, except that we know that he was in such good shape, financially speaking, that the pity we might have for him is a bit misplaced. However, Zacchaeus, 
Zacchaeus is someone who's different, someone different than perhaps the tax collectors who would have been disliked in that day. Zacchaeus had something in him, something about his soul kind of itched to learn more about this Jesus person that he had heard about. And so he runs ahead in order to discover what God is doing. Now, as I was reading this story, it reminded me of being a youth minister many, many years ago. I spent a little bit of time as a youth minister, and one of the things I loved the most in that role was going on mission trips. Because mission trips are those immersive experiences where you take people outside of their comfort zone and really allow them to be vulnerable enough to be changed by what God is doing. And there was a particular trip that came to mind down to the Dominican Republic where I took a group of adults to chaperone a group of teens in order to help build what would become an orphanage in one of the poorest areas of the country. And so we went down to the Dominican Republic. We were near the Haitian border. And the whole idea of this was both a construction project and also some exposure with the community that was there. What I had not planned, though, is how difficult that kind of experience might be, particularly for my adults. Now, that was on me because I had not prepared them for the kind of, you know, this was not luxury travel. We were staying in an open cinder block house and we were traveling around in ways that were not perhaps most secure. And my adults kind of had to come apart and they all had their own little mess. But one of them, I remember, could not eat the food. She was so afraid of getting a stomach bug or getting sick or something. And so it was peanut butter crackers three times a day the entire time we were there. And so the adults, they just, you know, they had their own problems. But the teens, they were willing to be open to what was happening. They were willing to get out of their comfort zone and to really experience the kind of community that was so different from where they came from. And there was one particular moment that I will never forget. The first real workday, we had gone down and we were literally carrying cinder blocks and we were using concrete and trying to build the walls of this building. And we took a break for lunch and we heard kids making a lot of noise kind of down and around the corner. And so we decided we would walk to figure out what they were doing. And as we rounded the bend, there was just this large open dirt place and the kids were playing soccer. But they were playing soccer with a ball of trash that they had formed. And they were having the best time. Now, if you were to just look at a picture of this moment, kids playing in dirt with a ball of trash, you might feel bad. But you see, these children could not have been happier. They were squealing with joy, laughing with one another, having the best time. And what was the best about this of all is that my kids were confused. My teens, who came from really affluent backgrounds, were confused as to why these children playing in the dirt with a ball of trash could be so happy. And it gave us an opportunity to really turn the crystal of what joy actually is. When we as people open ourselves up to the way that the spirit moves in our lives, then we disconnect ourselves from the physical world around us and instead we find the deepest spiritual joy that God puts there for all of us to see. Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable allows God to break through. Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable allows God to get inside of us and mess us up in the best kind of way. 
When Jesus saw Zacchaeus in today's story, Jesus said, come down because I'm going to stay at your house. And I can just imagine the crowds that had been swarming around Jesus looking up at the tree and thinking, what? That guy? And yet, like us, Zacchaeus was able to say no. I mean, if you put yourself in Zacchaeus' shoes, we are all kind of up in our own little trees. We are all somewhat comfortable in our predictable lives. We enjoy our security, and we kind of pull ourselves up into a tree because we're sort of peeking out. We're all here this morning, which means we are looking just a little, but we would probably be totally satisfied just staying in our tree behind the rest of the crowd and just watching Jesus do some stuff out in the world. But when Jesus called Zacchaeus, he responded. How about us? How are we up in our own little trees looking down on the world? How are we somewhat separating ourselves away from the messy work that Jesus does out in the world? How are we appreciative of and interested in the work that Jesus is doing, but not necessarily willing to climb down and to do something out of the ordinary, to get out of our little safe trees and to actually say yes to Jesus? We're being called today. We're being called today just like we are every day by a Christ that does not sit satisfied with us being separated from the group, by Jesus who does not want us to be apart from the mess of the world. And we know that the world is messy. We are so, so attuned to all of the complexities and mess happening all around us all the time, so much so that it is easy for us to just watch from the safety of our tree and not climb down to get messy ourselves. That is not enough. We are here today because our souls itch for more. We are here today because we know that God is real. We know that Jesus is calling us and we might still be up in our trees, but we don't really want to stay there. I am so sure that each one of us has the kind of gifts that God can use out in the world to help heal what is broken, to help bring love to those who feel totally separated and outcast, to find that deep soul filling joy that can turn away from whatever is happening in the world and torn, turn toward God. See, each one of us is being called in a unique way each one of us is being called to give and to give again. Each one of us today can respond to what we are doing right here in this church. Once again, we are being reminded that we all have time to give, that we all have talents and gifts that can be put forward in volunteerism, both inside and outside these walls, and we all have treasure to give to support the ministries that we share. We are being called into that kind of life to get our hands and feet dirty because Jesus is calling us to climb down and to love. And when we make ourselves vulnerable, when we allow God in, we will be changed. And that's the kind of change that we all want. So don't stay up in that tree. Climb on down because God is calling God is calling 
each one of us. God wants to stay with us and to change us forever. Amen.